Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. This is the final part of the Top 100 series. We have 25 through 1 today. And as you can sure you can notice, Christopher Muhammad's not going to be here sadly with us. Um, we basically wanted to get this out before the weekend came because he has a big celebration for his birthday this weekend. Not his birthday, his girlfriend's birthday. So, yeah, happy birthday to his girlfriend. Uh, This is going to be a three and final of this series. Yeah, we get to go through the exciting part, 25 through 1. Definitely something people talk about with their friends, stuff like that. So, yeah, if you love basketball, you're going to love this. We definitely wanted to bring you guys a legitimate top 100 rankings. Uh, We feel like ESPN, other places just do it so terribly. So, we wanted to give you a high-quality one. So, here we are, starting off with number 25. Uh, This guy did not make the All-Star game last year. Really great player from Kentucky, underrated, severely here. Six-foot-three, point guard from the San Antonio, not the San Antonio, the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox. 25 points per game. 3.5 3.5 rebounds, 7 assists, shooting uh, 32% from the three-point line, 71% from the free-throw line. Really efficient player. Uh, his speed level is ridiculous. He might be the fastest player in the NBA. Like, he is so special going from first gear to fourth gear. Great finisher at the rim, uh, attacker of the rim, good shooter, good shot creator. He's a... Matchup nightmare in the pick and roll. So, yeah, De'Aaron Fox. Love the way he plays. Uh, pretty solid steal guy, too. So, yeah, we have De'Aaron Fox chilling here at 25 heading into the next season. And then after that, we have uh, Mr. Box Office himself, Zion Williamson. This guy's a six foot at six point forward. He's kind of developing to a point forward. He only had 3.7 assists last year, but he's developing into a point forward. 27 points per game, 7.2 rebounds. Uh, His three-point percentage is absolutely terrible, below 30%. uh, Around 70% as a free-throw shooter. That's his obvious areas of growth. Uh, He develops those two things consistently in his game. He's going to be special. I love the way that they're... 
playing him. I'm guessing they got rid of Lonzo to open up him and bring Ingram to have the ball more. Uh, he's a really special guy athletically and physically. And I just, you know, he's a, he's, he's really developing into a really good force at the rim. And when you're extremely impressive force at the rim, you can create problems in the way that he creates problems for other, for his opponents. So, yeah, we fully expect him to keep on growing and showing the development that he has. And, yeah, very excited for Zion. So then the guy that was drafted right behind him, a real special player, I think he dropped like a, a 50-piece in the NBA playoffs, John Morant. This guy is a walking poster. Uh, ridiculous athletically. His regular season stats are odd. By odd, I mean he scored 19.1 points per game, 7.4 assists. Shot 72% from the free throw line. Nowhere close to the impact he had in the playoffs. Like, he was legitimately averaging 34 and 8. So, that's why he's higher than his regular season stats. Because he was unstoppable. He was a force. He was dueling with Donovan Mitchell. He was kind of like negating Donovan Mitchell. Uh, So, he took a special growth in the playoffs, and I fully expect it to translate into the regular season next year. Uh, yeah, he's special. He develops his three-point shot consistently. This guy is a perennial all-star. Uh, and if he becomes even more deadly and sharpens all of his tools, he can be a perennial little star. So, yeah, love the way he plays. Love his energy. Love the way he views the game of basketball. So, yeah, very deserving here at 23. So, we got number 22. Real consummate professional. Missile tri- triple-double. Now with the LA Lakers. Oh, man. Can't wait for the NBA season to start. 22 points per game. 11.5 assists. 11.7 as, uh, 11.5 rebounds. 11.7 assists. Russell Westbrook. We all know what he does. He's a demigod at pushing, putting pressure at the rim, finding shooters outside, playing with pace. I mean, he's a coach's dream for the way he plays. Like, he does not take a possession off. He doesn't care if it's the preseason or the game seven, the NBA finals. He's giving his all every single second of the game. So, uh, he he is really great at what he does and uh, posts a lot of smaller guards. He's just such a ripped human being. Uh, so, yeah. He's really great. Love the way Russell Westbrook plays. Um, so, yeah. Then we have his old teammate here at 21. Um, was leading the league in scoring for a while last year. Bradley Beal. 31.3 points per game. Uh, all NBA last year. All-star. 4.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists. So basically, Bradley Beal took a jump. We all knew that he was a demigod shooting a three, off the ball movement, all those type of things, you know. But his finishing ability and creating off the dribble were really 
blossomed last year. Uh, you can tell he's one of those guys that grinds every offseason, getting up tons of shots, working on his game. I love players like that. You know what I mean? So he's completely maximized what he could have possibly been when he got drafted. So I love Bradley Beal. Very deserving of where he's at here. Uh, a star in the NBA. So, yeah. Chilling at number 21. And now we finally get the break into top 20. Now, this guy took his team to the Western Conference Finals, upset the Utah Jazz last year. Really, he really... uh combated and rewrote what we thought we knew about him last uh, postseason. Paul George. Basically, he had gotten branded after he bricked the three off the backboard, the corner three, which is really impressive to do. He got branded as, you know, a choker. Somebody who's not as good in the playoffs and all those type of things. And you know what we realized when Kawhi Leonard was gone? It was Kawhi Leonard having a similar game to him, but just better, that negated his true star power. And so I definitely want to never forget again how truly impressive his top of the line is. Because without Kawhi, he averaged 29 and 28 in the playoffs with like 9 to 10 rebounds and 4 assists, 4 to 5 assists. Like, that is a superstar. That is numbers that you would expect from, you know, any star on a team that's being carried by a great NBA player. So, yeah. Paul George is a great defender, three-point shooter, shot creator, getter going and attacking the basket, Six foot eight, great body, so... Yeah, Paul George is extremely deserving here at 20. Very excited to watch him more play more. I love the fact that he's overcome the negative connotations that we used to put on him. So, yeah, awesome, amazing. Paul George, 20. Great job. And number 19, we have... Somebody who's one of my personal favorites. And and Chris. This guy is Brandon Ingram. Duke Blue Devil, six foot nine, six foot ten ish. Never believe the six foot eight that he's listed at. I don't know who took that. You maybe you only mesh measures from his forehead. Like I don't know what they're on at the combine when they measured that, but thirty eight percent three point line. Five assists, twenty-four points per game, five rebounds. Like he's like he's a consummate bucket. Score from every layer of the defense, polish, great passer. It's just he has no flaws offensively, and uh he can only go up because the guy literally is still gonna be twenty-four next year. That's ridiculous. So he really has the potential to become a star one day. And we really think next year he's going to carry more of a scoring load. We wouldn't be surprised if he's pushing six assists. And so that's kind of where we're banking on him just being such a great complete player on the offensive end. 
that this ranking makes more sense. I wouldn't be surprised if stat line next year is 25, 5, and 6. Or 26, 6, and 6. So, yeah. Great job, Brandon Ingram. Love the way he's grown. Love watching him put on muscle and being able to finish more consistently at the rim throughout his career and the growth that he's made. So, yeah. Brandon Ingram's really deserving here at 19. And then we have a real controversial one at 18. A phenomenal defender, a multi-time champion, a three-point specialist. Uh, If you want to talk about a guy who can get hot in a minute, this guy is that guy. Clay Thompson. We all know his injuries. We're expecting him on this ranking to be what he used to be, which is a ridiculously hot streaky, not streaky, but high upside when he's hot, three-point shooter, extremely great guy on an NBA championship team, great defender, highly consistent player. Clay Thompson is just a phenomenal guy. Like, wow, I can't believe somebody could dominate the NBA off of two triples. I don't know how he does it, but he's ridiculous at what he does. So him pairing with Steph Curry is always going to be insane. I love that team. They play. They're so much fun to watch. So yeah, Clay Thompson here at eighteen. Very excited to see him come back. Hopefully, he's healthy. Uh, so yeah. Then we're gonna kick at number seventeen. Somebody's kind of underrated. I don't really understand. I know he's on a bad team. Uh, so that might make sense. Why he's a little. Underrated right now. Carl Anthony Towns, 25, 10, and 5. Shoots 38% for three-point line. Like, what else do you want from Cat? Like, he's pretty phenomenal as is right now. Like, that is the third best center in the NBA. All-star. Borderline star. Translatable to an NBA championship team. Like, I just don't get the hate with Cat. Like, I get he can probably be more dominant on the post and defensive side of the basketball, but he's 26 next year. So, he still has room to grow on that end. Uh, he's been growing for a little while at that end of the floor. So, yeah, I uh, am excited to continue to see him develop, see that offense develop around him. Because that was one of my biggest criticisms. They didn't give him the ball as much in the post as I was expecting and just make him the center of the offense. So, yeah, I don't know what Minnesota was smoking last year running the offense more through Monte Morris than Cat. So, yeah, hopefully they can figure it out this year and stop smoking weed when uh, figuring out who's going to get the ball more. So, Cats here at 17. Wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota is still the worst organization in basketball and can't figure out things and completely keeps on ruining a great talent. So, yeah, kicking it to 16. Definitely one of our loved, one of our beloved players here. Zach Levine is so underrated. I mean, this guy's a consummate bucket, 27 points per game, four, five, five assists, five rebounds. Shoots 41% from the three-point line. Like, what in the world? We all know Slam Dunk Zach Levine, but 
he is a phenomenal shot creator from three. Like he's been coming for a while. Now that his team's going to be winning, people are going to be more they're like, oh, wow, Zach Lane's phenomenal. wonder why we never really saw it coming. Like, all you had to do was turn on the TV, and you would be able to see him coming. Like, he's phenomenal. He is great at the pick and roll right now. That's his development that he's been making. And, yeah, he's he's tough, man. He's tough. I love the way he plays. I feel like he's so underrated. So, yeah, Zach Levine here chilling at 16. All right. About to break the top 15 players in the NBA. Starting it off as somebody who was just in the NBA Finals. Really phenomenal player. Phenomenal mid-range scorer. Just like Zach Levine, we've seen him coming for a while, but for some reason when he's a winner, now we're all like, oh, we all saw this coming. When Devin Booker dropped 70 points in a game, but nobody really would admit to it. This guy averaged 25, 4-4 four and four last year on a winner. Winning team. Um, shoots 34% from the three-point line. Really showed it in the NBA Finals in this playoff run. The guy is so young still. He's going to be 25 next year. So that's just ridiculous. He is one of the more special non-athletic players you'll see out there. Um, so, yeah, ridiculous mid-range shooter, probably the greatest mid-range scorer in the NBA or in that conversation. Uh, so, yeah, love the way he plays. <clears throat> Devin Booker deserving of where he's at. <clears throat> and then we're going to kick it to 14. This guy is extremely underrated. Uh, don't really understand what other people don't see here. Jamal Murray. Like, this guy is a demigod every time he enters the playoffs. Like, he's dropped multiple 50-point games in the playoffs. His last season, he averaged 21-4-4. Four and four, Shot 40% from the three-point line. Uh, it's just... He always... He, him and Donovan Mitchell just seem to be guys that... Hit new gears in the playoffs. So, yeah. Extremely excited to see what he's going to be next year. Hopefully, he's healthy. Yeah, I love Jamal Murray here at fifth, at 14. And then we're going to kick it to number 13. Number 13 is Trey Young. So this guy did not make the All-Star game because everybody cares way too much about wins. And then he magically makes this conference finals run, and now everybody loves Trey Young. 25, 4, 9, 35% from three. We all know he's a deep three demon pulling up from 30 feet. Volleyball line, ridiculousness. I mean, he's just special. He's a blend of Steve Nash with a deep, point, deep three point shot. Like, he is. So special. Love to see what he's going to grow into next year uh, and hopefully the every year after that. So, yeah. Trey Young's very deserving of this rating. And, uh, yeah, very excited to see him grow. So then we have number 12, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has been probably slowly 
creeping up this list for a lot of people for a while. It's not his fault that he doesn't really have a second option for the Utah Jazz. Um, 26, 4, and 5 last year, 38% from the three-point line. Efficient shooter, great shot creator, pick and roll master, tough shot maker. He is a consistent star now. It's legit. Stamp him. He's 25 going on 26. Really special. Love what I'm seeing from him. Love to see what he's going to grow into. Donovan Mitchell is completely deserving of where we have him. <clears throat> so then we're going to kick it to number 11. A NBA champion. Former Cleveland Clavalier. Former Boston Celtic. Kyrie Irving. 27, 4, and 6. 40% of 3. 90% of 3 throw the line. This guy's ridiculously great shooter. Phenomenal finisher around the rim. Can attack the best. He has score from anywhere. He's a bucket at all times, and he does it efficiently. He doesn't take bad shots. Well, bad shots for him. And he is just a tough shot maker. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving. Love where he's at. Love the player. I feel like he's grown a lot mentally, too. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving, very deserving here at 11. All right. Are you guys ready to break the top 10? Number 10. Boston Celtic. This guy is one day probably going to have scoring titles. Jason Tatum, 26, 7, and 4. That's the stat line. 38% of the three-point line. This guy is 23. Going to be 24 next year. Phenomenal ISO guy. Scored 50 points in the game in the playoffs against KD. Phenomenal three-point shooter, shot creator. He's just a, he's just a walking, talking bucket. And uh, I love the way he plays. I love his footwork and his work that he puts in the game. So, yeah, Jason Tatum's here at uh, ten. Number nine, the MVP of the league, Nikola Jokic. Great stats here. It's hard to not have great stats when you win an MVP. 26, 10, and 8. Uh, we all know this guy's a phenomenal point. Center revolutionized the center position passing-wise unless you consider Will Chamberlain that. So maybe post-merger, we'll call it that. Post-merger revolutionized the center position, uh, if you forget Will Chamberlain a decade prior. Uh, phenomenal three-point shooter. Uh, was an extremely consistent player staying on the floor, being healthy, led to winning in the playoffs, stepped up his game in the playoffs. Love watching him play. I feel like Chris's assessment of the most skilled center in the NBA history is pretty accurate. Uh, He is the least athletic center you may ever see. So, yeah, Nikola Jokic here. Special. Special international talent. All right, number eight. The last center on the list, JoJo. Joel Embiid is ridiculous. He's a physical presence. Everybody has to deal with him. If he's healthy, he's so special. Uh, 28, 10, and 2. Shot 37% three-point line. I mean, he's, he's full circle with offensive skill. 
post, mid-range, three. Pick and pop, pick and roll. He's all of that in one. Um, he's going to be 28 next year, so he's entering his prime. This guy is so special. Uh, hopefully they can build a winner around him. But he's just such a dominant interior force. Definitely deserves his ranking. <clears throat> All right. Number seven. One of the more up and down. Not not a really good season last year. Anthony Davis. NBA champion. Really high. When he's playing at his best, he's absolutely phenomenal. <sighs> Sorry. 21, 7, and 3. Really bad three-point shooting, 26%. Uh, he's going to be 29 next year. 6 foot 7, 10-point power forward. Really phenomenal defender. When he's healthy, I think he's the best defender in the league. And he has a great post, mid-range, pick and roll, pick and pop, pick and lob. He's full circle. Uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Uh, so you know, we're gonna kick it to number six, Damian Lillard. I mean, that guy is phenomenal. We all know his stats great deep three point shooter, uh, great passer, full circle, another great player, very defined in who he is. Uh, yeah, I love, I love watching him play. So, yeah. And then we have number six. Oh, we must have had a typo. So Dame was seven. Everybody else was one down. Number six is James Harden. One of my more favorite players in the NBA. Really great shot creator. Great passer. Full circle. Phenomenal player. It's going to be interesting how the rules affect him this year with the whole freedom of movement thing trying to be taken away. It's going to be interesting to see how they call it, not just at the beginning of the season, but near the end. Because usually when new rules come out, as the season goes on, it becomes less um, used because there's pushback. So it's going to be interesting. Number five, NBA champion Greek Freak. Uh, 40 points in the NBA, fi- 50 points in the NBA Finals. His formula of physical dominance is translatable to winning. And um, yeah, he's he's so special. Really is. He has his flaws that can be exposed without good teammates around him, but what he does is ridiculous. So yeah, we have Grief Freak here 5 and Luka Doncic. I mean, the guy was averaging like 37, 8, and 8 in the playoffs before they got eliminated. He was losing his mind. He's here. He is going, him and the Greek freak, I think, yeah, Luca is more confirmed as this, but I think he, Greek freak could become this. They're, they're going to one day be goats. They're going to be like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Wilt, LeBron, MJ. That That's the breath. That at least I know I, I don't I'm not gonna call my shot on Giannis yet, but Luca is. Luca's moving in that direction. Uh so then then we have uh Steph Curry behind him, phenomenal three point shooter, great assist 
not only not a great assister, but really understands how to move without the ball. Solid assist guy. Uh, he's ridiculous. I love watching Steph Curry play. He's the demigod of shot creation from the three. And then this is where things get controversial. LeBron James is two. Uh, you know, I, I think the torch has been passed. I think that, uh, until further notice, LeBron can't be number one after the showing he had last year of really showing his age. Uh, he didn't really look the same. His stats will not tell you that too. His playoff stats were not very good at all. So, um, yeah, but he had great regular season stats. We all know what he is. He's the GOAT. Uh, number one is Kevin Durant. I mean, when you almost single-handedly, if it wasn't for a foot on the line, beat the team to win the NBA Finals, you're the best player in the league. Like, I don't know why a lot of people in the offseason be talking about Greek Freak. No, it is KD until further notice. That guy has been the guy for a while. And if you switched him and put him on Milwaukee, he would have been doing the similar things. He, it, I honestly believe, and I believe this for a long time, if he was on the Houston Rockets or a terrible team, and you said, KD, we need you to score as much as possible, he would average 40. I legitimately think he can average 40 a game. He just doesn't isn't asked that as his role. I'm not kidding. I really do believe that. So, yeah, Kevin Durant here won. Makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, my number one player in the NBA right now until further notice. So, yeah, I wanted to give you guys a great NBA rankings. And I hope we've accomplished that. I hope you guys can debate this with your friends. You guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and hit that download button. Really appreciate it. So, yeah, I'm Jason Collins, and we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace out.